Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, the podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective. We are part of the Christian Podcast Community. Check out this and many other great podcasts at christianpodcastcommunity.org. My name is Daryl and the word of God says from Romans 1 starting in verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow by God's will I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you, that is, that we, we may be mutually encouraging by each other's faith, both yours and mine. And that last verse there is uh, very important. Uh, it should be important to every Christian because we should want to encourage each other and strengthen each other in, in our faiths, both both whoever we're, we're with, we should encourage each other in our faith. And that's um, my guest today is someone who's been very encouraging to me on Twitter. He's always sharing stuff from this podcast. He's always encouraging me by, by sharing other things that I've posted. And he shares a lot of other good content as well. And um, uh, I look to this brother uh, for my faith to be encouraged. And that is Plez Evans. So Plez, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And another great thing that, that comes from this show is now people will now know how to say your name. <laughs> yes. It, it, yeah. Uh, it, it took me two tries of failure until I finally gave up and you told me how to say it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely different. And, you know, I grew up just always hearing it being the fourth and uh, I always forget it's weird, but, uh, um, but Yeah. Excellent. So, so please, like I was saying that you, you've been very encouraging to me and I'm sure other brothers and sisters in Christ on, on, in the Twitter verse. Um, but let, if, before we start getting into anything, uh, let's just tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself, you know, whatever you want to share uh, personal or, you know, whatever, some of your testimony, how you came to the Lord, uh, just whatever you feel like sharing. All right. Well, uh, I, I grew up in a, generic calvinistic ifb church my uh, my grandfather was was the pastor um and i was born on a sunday and mm-hmm. i was in church the the very next sunday mm-hmm. and uh the only times i've ever missed was being like dead sick and that hasn't been very often but um i can't remember a time where I didn't at least have a intellectual knowledge of God and even the, his sovereignty over election that never was hard for me to accept just cause I, I heard it growing up, but it wasn't until I was about um, 19, right before I turned 19 that uh, the Lord saved me and uh, convicted me of my sin. And you know, I was just kind of, living off of my grandpa's coattails being him being the pastor and uh kind of I, I held up to my own my own righteousness uh up to that point and um it was uh my grandpa actually retired when I was 17 I think it was and so I had went to a a southern baptist church after that and it was my my youth pastor that was there that started preaching on uh was he was going through the sermon on the mount and uh 
whenever he was going through Matthew chapter five, the uh, what is it, verse 48. And I forget what, what other verse that are kind of parallel with each other, but basically saying, uh, be perfect as your heaven is perfect. And the previous verse that kind of parallels it in chapter five is, uh, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees. And that that's where I got convicted of. And, um, but so I've been pretty much a generic Calvinist my entire life. And, uh, it wasn't until a few years ago that I started getting into reformed theology through, uh, through Matthew Everhard, just watching his Bible reviews. And then he started talking, uh, more theology. Mm -hmm. And I was like, reformed i've never heard this word before <laughs> and uh so i i don't know it's opened a rabbit trail it's been fairly recent that i would say i was fully reformed mm -hmm. but um like i i never thought i would give up the position of a credo baptist and uh pre-mill dispensationalist yeah and uh those were the last two things that got knocked out from me but mm -hmm. so it went from matthew everhard to to r scott clark yeah. and uh it was like the final the final uh chipping away for me and um but i am not currently in a reformed church unfortunately mm -hmm. uh um my my wife and i when we got married she was wesleyan mm -hmm. so we started going to uh we were going to a methodist church for 10 years and then uh we got this new pastor at the church we were going to and I'm using it very loosely because there was nothing. I mean, I don't I hate saying it, but there's nothing about this person that was remotely qualified to call this person a pastor. And, um, and so we left and at, when we left, I was still wanting to, I was starting to question if I was a Baptist or not anymore but I still wanted to be a Baptist. So I was like, we're going to a Baptist church. <laughs> and uh, I mean, not, not to knock any of our Baptist brothers, you know, I still yeah. love them. Just in my, in my area, it's, it, there's an overabundance of them. And it's, yeah. uh, we started going to one and I just, it pushed me further and further away from being a Baptist. And, uh, but where I'm, where I'm from, if, if you're not a Baptist, you're not saved. And that, that's kind of hmm. what pushed me away from, from it in a, in one sense, but, uh, yeah. uh, and I haven't been on Twitter very long, maybe not even a year, probably only about eight months. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, that's probably as long as, uh, we've been friends on twitter because i was trying to think like how long it's been and, and it hasn't been that long yeah. but but i mean if at some point it feels like for a while that i've known you on there but yeah it's fairly recent yeah and um whenever i actually first started following you i still somewhat considered myself and i think it might have been seeing sd helton <laughs> share your uh christians well videos hmm. and so i they would just pop up every now and then i wouldn't see them every day i'd like one here or there yeah and then i eventually was like i'm gonna actually 
you know, like I really like these videos. I'm going to go kind of stalk this dude's, uh, <laughs> this dude's Twitter page. <laughs> I was like, and then I liked what I saw. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to follow you. And cool. I don't know. It's been a huge blessing ever since. Yeah. I, I like, uh, SD Helton, I like what he what he posts. He's he's a good dude. I, I, I'm yeah. trying to trying to get him on the show, but I know he's busy. He's doing seminary now, as well. Yeah, uh, and I think he just moved too, from what I saw. It's funny we, oh, like, he, we, we like talk about it like we're like we know these people <laughs> like apart from, yeah. Hey, I think he just moved, man. No. Like, <laughs> but now he's he, he's a good a good brother. Funny thing is, I don't even actually know anybody personally on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, like, I don't. I, yeah, I just I don't follow anybody mm-hmm. from my hometown, and I don't know anybody personally that even has a Twitter. And uh, well, that's, I don't know where. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what I, I always find interesting about Twitter is like Facebook is like mainly people I know. Like it, I either I know them from some part of my life. Like before I knew them on Facebook, there are people here and there that I've met on Facebook, like through other people that I'd never met personally. But Twitter is everybody that I've met on Twitter is from Twitter. Like <laughs> yeah. never knew him personally before a couple people I have like met up with that, that kind of live close to me that I found through Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other, other than that, they were like strangers, but, <laughs> but, but now like they're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's, that's what I, I love about it is yeah. it, it just shows how, how big the body of Christ is that we can come together. And yeah, there's people that argue even Christians on, on Twitter yeah. all the time. But for the most part, my experience has always been positive. So I'm, I'm very grateful. Yeah. And same here. I, uh, I actually stayed off of social media for the majority of my twenties. Hmm. And, uh, I think from the time I was like 22 to maybe 30, 31, I don't, I don't remember. I wasn't on Facebook, Twitter, nothing. And, and uh, and then I, for whatever reason, I was like, I'm going to join Twitter. Yeah. And, and uh, it's, it's been a huge blessing. Definitely. Uh, I've been trying to stay away from the, the darker side of it because mm-hmm. when I was on Facebook, the main reason why I got off is because I was one of those guys that would be like, Hey man, you're an idiot. And yeah. let me just keep typing on my keyboard <laughs> and uh, it just, it wasn't good for me. Yeah, I, I used to get into a lot of arguments on Facebook. With, like, yeah, <laughs> and now now I just now I just look at what people say that I don't agree with, and I either in, internally disagree with them and cool down because it, it never goes anywhere. Like I can argue exactly. on there and it's not going to go anywhere. Or or I like I'll, I'll copy and paste and and maybe send it to my wife and her and I can discuss it. Like so, I, yeah. at, least, at least I can cool down a little bit. You know, where I talk to another friend about it, like to calm down and be like all right because it, it it won't it won't be productive you know sometimes yeah. there's a way to argue where you know i'll pick my battles and jump in because sometimes it might not be the person that i'm arguing with that i want to reach but maybe somebody that's going to read the thread so if i stay calm in the thread and still argument mm-hmm. make my point and get to the gospel maybe an unbeliever will see that and see that i've made some points yeah and then they they get to, to see the gospel but if i'm a bad witness and i'm just arguing that's not that's not good either but so there's ways to do it, but yeah, it's, most of the time I just avoid it because <laughs> these yeah. days, these days, everybody just wants to argue. So yeah. it, there's there's no point in that. Oh, and forget to mention while it's kind of rambling, uh, 
we did finally visit like one of the only reformed churches in our area. And it was amazing. Mm. Uh, everything was Christ centered. The worship was reverent. There was, there was none of nothing to draw attention to anybody in the congregation, like mm. everything else that I was used to. And, um, that was my first time singing Psalms congregationally, and I loved it. Was it a, what was it? OPC, PCA? It, it's U- a, U-R-N-C? a PCA. And nice. a, while I'm still relatively new with everything mm-hmm. from the, the OPC sources that I've like watched online from States. Cause I think the closest OPC to me is like two and a half hours away. Mm. But, um, uh, this PCA seemed more in line with the, an OPC okay. uh, versus like what I've been hearing about how the PCA is kind of in turmoil. I don't really know everything yet, but, mm. but yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know a lot about that. Uh, I, I loosely follow what's going on, but not enough to, mm. to comment on it, but yeah, the OPC, at least the OPC. I mean, I go to an OPC church and the, the few that I've been to very conservative very you know psalms and hymns um mm. very liturgical and, that, and that's yes. what i love too about my church and the, the other churches i've been in mm. in our presbytery is like you're saying very reverent very this is what we're here to worship the lord and that's what we're to focus mm. on from from call to worship to the benediction everything's about worshiping the lord and and by that we're reminded who we are sinners saved by grace mm. And so the whole service is focused on Christ, focus on the gospel and become a way assured of our salvation. And that's, yeah. that's the, that's the point of, of the Lord's day worship is, is to worship the Lord and then to, for the saints to be reassured. It's not this, like, here's three things you can do now to be a better this or that, you know, and not every other non-reformed church does that, but there's a lot of that kind of preaching yeah. and, 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 now, yeah. where we're currently at is like, come on down to this altar and mm. and uh, be rebaptized for the hundredth time, and and like I've never liked that, even under my with my grandpa who was part of the IFB, but I guess a friend side since he was Calvinistic. Right. Uh, he never did like the altar calls and stuff like that, so I've I've never that that of it's never appealed to me is enough. It was, you only need to be baptized once. And mm-hmm. uh, even though it was credo and, uh, but yeah, like it's like every, I don't know, like it, I've been walking away so discouraged every time we go to the church where we're members of. And mm. it was, it was a huge encouragement to actually, be under preaching that was Christ crucified. Mm. It's not what I can do to save myself, mm. but what Christ has done. And, yeah. and then going through the liturgy of everything of, of, and then being assured of that was, mm. was so, I can't say completely different because the United Methodist church had a somewhat of a liturgy that, yeah, was similar to to this church in one aspect, a lot closer than any Baptist church I've ever been of. Mm. And the 
the Methodist church is actually what introduced me to the creeds and stuff. I was all, always grew up like, Oh, that's, that's too popish. And I, I can't do any of that. And then once I started looking into how the importance and why the creeds are there, you know, it, it just clicked. And it was like, I've been missing out on so much. Yeah. And it's sad that not every Christian sees that they will think it's, it's very popish. And even, even me for a bit when I, I, cause I came out of the Roman Catholic church, I think if right away, you know, I was in a church that, that taught that. Cause I, I went to a Christian missionary Alliance church, which is, which was more like a more charismatic non-denominational type, even though yeah. it's a denomination. So they didn't, didn't emphasize any of the creeds or confessions or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to a, another non-denom, which didn't emphasize it either. Uh, but I think maybe if I came right out of, you know, that Roman Catholicism into a church that was creedal, maybe I would have, you know, thought differently. But yeah. but now, no, now I see that it's 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 our confession too. It's our yeah. our creed. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we should, you know, be re- reassured and and have that you know you know it's not infallible like the scripture is but it teaches what the scripture teaches you know? yeah so it's great to, to have those those things to look to uh so what who, who on twitter could you recommend for for the listeners to follow do you, do you follow anybody that you would recommend? Uh, i think everybody that i follow your followers already follow <laughs> because that's kind of how i found them um, but, but, uh, I would definitely say you, uh, because just about everything you've posted if, uh, has been a huge encouragement and blessing for me. But, uh, besides you, I would have to say, uh, Scott Dove, I really like mm-hmm. interacting with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know how to pronounce his last name, uh, but Seamus, um, the yeah. guy from Northern Ireland mm-hmm. uh, who lives in California, uh, yeah. which I think he's taking a break right now, but he's been a real encouragement to M- me. McCloyd, is that seems it's something like that? Yeah, I know who you're talking about, though. And um, he's actually who helped me get into singing psalms with my family. Nice. And, uh, and then I would have to say S.D. Helton. Um, Man, now that I'm not on Twitter right now, I can't think of any. Think the names? There's so many, <laughs> yeah, there's so many and I'm up. sorry I'm not naming you. <laughs> yes, Seamus Mac. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even want to. Mac. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Seamus. We uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your last name. But maybe I'll just put him in the uh, the show notes so people can, can follow him. I think he was take. he just passed the bar or something, didn't he? he was yes, like he a, did. To be a lawyer. A lot yeah. smarter than me. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, there's a, a lot of great people to follow yes. on Twitter. But you, yeah, you mentioned really good ones right there. And you said uh, 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 R. Scott Clark was, was somebody that helped you through the Reformed theology. He was a big influence for yeah. me too, especially coming to the, the Pado position because I listened to his series, uh, I Will Be a God to You and to Your Children. That was a good series. Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. It, it, <laughs> I was doing it all the way through. I'm like, all right, now, now I can't unsee it. Like, yes. <laughs> it's it's consistent with with the covenant. Like, why would our children not be included with the covenant sign in the New Testament, like, or in the New Covenant, like they were 
in the old, yeah, especially, exactly. especially if it's all the covenant of grace and that's what it was all pointing to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so <laughs> it makes sense. And then the recapitulation of that in, in acts two, where Peter says the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off. It just, mm-hmm. it just makes sense. Yeah. I'm actually going to have a guest uh, soon uh, talk about uh, infant baptism. So I'm looking forward to Okay. Awesome. I was, I'm definitely looking forward. To yeah. Cause it, it's something I've really I, I'm still fairly new mm-hmm. at uh at it. I haven't been, I haven't came around to that circle very long, so I'm not in any position to try to defend it yet. Right. So uh, I'm def, I definitely like absorbing everything I can from it. Yeah. Well, it's funny when I was learning about it, I I um, wasn't fully convinced yet, but then I was finding myself defending it on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> before before I was even fully convinced of it, I was more defending the position. I was like, no, well, that's not what Pato Baptists believe. And I was, and then I was like, yeah. what's happening to me? <laughs> I can't even recognize myself anymore. <laughs> I've lost my 1689 status. <laughs> that's yeah, that's it's all good stuff. You know, so sometimes people's theology and things change. The, the, the more they study, the more they dig in scripture. Sometimes they go the other way too. So, you know, it's, and, that, and that's what I'm going to ask uh, my guest about the uh, uh, pedo baptism is, is why he thinks that there's so much, you know, difference in, in what we believe and everything. But so I look forward to that interview. All right. So uh, yeah. What encouragement would you like to leave our listeners with? Uh, a big encouragement for me is in John 15 about, cause I remember I, uh, I used to always get scared of, it's like, oh, what if these people don't accept me for, for my faith? And, uh, I think I even shared this on, on Twitter not too long ago, but, uh, in John 15, 18, it says that the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you were not of the world, but I chose you out of the world because of this, the world hates you. No, that's 18 and 19 of chapter 15 and John. Mm-hmm. And that, that clearly takes away the the guessing game out of it the world's obviously going to hate us so we don't have to worry about it we are, we already know and uh it's because god chose us mm. out of it mm. and um you know like that it's, it's helped me be able to share my faith because if if this is somebody of that god has chosen it might not be right then, but maybe later on they'll they'll come uh the Lord eventually opens their eyes mm. and their heart but if not and they they hate me, they slander me you know whatever i already already know they're gonna do it so I, that, why do, why do I need to worry and um that that's just been a big encouragement for me for sharing my faith with my family coworkers friends, and just random strangers amen that's right the, the the world hated christ and they they 
they crucified him mm-hmm. and and we we're in Christ so when when we're very Christ like the world will push against us but Jesus went to the cross uh willingly as well for the, it was predetermined it, for him to die for sinners so yeah. if you're out there and you're you're listening and you haven't put your faith in Christ Jesus Christ died to save sinners that that's the gospel right there and what what you need to do if you're an unbeliever is just trust just believe on the lord jesus christ because you've you've sinned against god you you deserve the wrath of god to come down on you you deserve death the penalty of sin is death but jesus christ died on the cross he died again to save sinners so you trust in him and he he was buried and he rose again from the dead and he's risen and he's seated at the right hand of God, the father, and he's coming again to judge the quick and the dead, the living and the dead. And we must be hidden in his righteousness because we must be perfect as our heavenly father is perfect. As, as, as Plez pointed out before that our righteousness must exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees. And the only way that we are righteous is in the righteousness of Christ. And the only way we can be righteous in Christ is if we've trusted in his finished work, his perfect life imputed, to us credited to us his death credited to us and we must turn to christ and live and that's that's what plays praise for you that's what i pray for you to turn to christ and live and that's the good news of jesus christ so plays one more question for you the fun question that you're i'm sure you're familiar (laughs) with i'm familiar (laughs) about nicholas kim coppola so who is nicholas kim coppola he is francis ford coppola's (laughs) nephew Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. And here's the question. If a Nicholas Cage movie was real life, what character would you be? And you can't be anybody that Nicholas Cage is. So a supporting so every, role. <laughs> everybody has taken my answer. And I was <laughs> like, today I settled on a new answer. And the episode that aired today, Chris stole my answer. And I was like, no, that that's his name, right? I hope I'm not. Who, uh, I'm sorry, it uh, broke up. Who did you say? Oh, uh, uh, Chris from from uh, uh, New from Geneva. New Geneva. It was uh, Tony or Charles. Charles. No, Charles. I, I don't know why I'm thinking Chris. Charles. That's yes, right. it was a uh, Charles. I was gonna say uh, guy from the Crudes, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but I, I can't. I don't want to pick anybody that that's already been taken. So I'm gonna have to go with the kid that played his son in knowing because i can't think of any other movie hmm you know what i don't know if i've seen that one i think no, it came out in 2009 okay I'm going it's to kind of like an end of the world type of movie if i'm not mistaken okay. yeah all right i'm gonna have to look it up i, I might have seen it sometimes they all blur together because he does a lot yeah. of similar <laughs> movies <laughs> i think he did one where like he could like f- fast forward or something or rewind he did something with time, so it's very similar. Similar to I don't that. remember that one. Yeah, but all right. So the kid, his son from Knowing. That's good. See, no one's given me that yeah. one before. <laughs> so that's a very, a very good one. I, I just recently saw a clip he did. I think because he, he was promoting promoting his new movie, where he explained why he changed his name, and he said, he said the first movie he did. He didn't have his name changed yet, and and they were like making fun of him, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> like oh you're you're you know Coppola's nephew, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what and uh, his first movie, I don't really want to say it 
because if, if it's what I think it is, it's not a very family friendly, appropriate movie. But uh, the uh, the movie I'm thinking, uh, which I know the name of, it, I just don't want to say it. Mm, okay. Uh, it it takes place in high school, and they're all high oh, school okay. Kids. Yep. He, yeah. He yeah. plays he plays a very very tiny role in it. That's right. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that that was what he was talking about too. Okay, that's a, that's where where he said he was getting made fun of. What is your uh, Twitter handle so people can follow you there if you would like? Uh, I'll have to look at it honestly. Okay. I don't remember. Well, I'll, I'll put it in the link anyway if if you don't uh, mind. Yeah, that's right fine. Um, oh, okay, it's just at Plez underscore Evans. There you go, folks. Please please follow Plez. And you will be very encouraged as I am. And also for me, you can follow me at Daryl Updike on Twitter or at what are we even D one. And you can follow this podcast at the Christian podcast community.org and check out all the other great podcasts there, but you can also listen on all the, wherever podcasts are found, Apple podcasts and wherever all the whole list is. Uh, but also if you feel inclined, you know, I am a seminary student now, but seminary has its costs. If you feel inclined to help support my seminary endeavor, because my goal is to eventually graduate and help plant reformed churches. Um, there's a lot of areas that need it. You heard from Plez tonight, his area, the closest one is, is an hour drive, if not more, maybe two hours from, from him. So I would like to plant wherever God leads me to plant, but we need more solid reform churches. And if God uses me in that way, that's how he uses me. But for now I'm trying to get seminary educated to, to learn the word of God so I can preach it better and teach it better. So if you want to help in that endeavor, I'm going to have a link at the bottom of the podcast notes. And if you feel like giving, always give first, take care of your family and your church. But if you have any extra and you would like to help me out, and help me out. I don't have a Patreon or anything for, for this podcast, but that's what I'm asking. If you can just give whatever you can, that would be much appreciated. So other than that, until next time, I pray you continue to seek the kingdom of God and find out what you're even doing here. Grace and peace. And drive safe, Grady. recognize myself anymore you're back you're back hello Plez 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 yo